get going. Give out today's daf is daf lamid page thirty in the halakha misachas gittin. Then we pick up from the two dots, three lines from the top of the amud. We're up to Ahuda Omar. We're gonna get into another story, and again we're involving ourselves in the sugya of a messenger appointing another messenger because something goes wrong. We said, uh, Misha said, if he gets sick, you could appoint, right? What if things happen? So we're going through different scenarios, different situations where um, the Chachamim gave a psak in halacha in our area of halacha. So here we go. Hold Amar. There was a fellow who said, "E loy asina ad flosim yoyimim." If I do not come back for thirty days, lehavigita, this is your get. So again, he, uh, on um, on the. 26th day of Sivan. Today. He says, if I don't come back in 30 days, 26th day of Tammuz, or if it's 29 day month, it'll be 25th. He says, if he says, the, it's a, then the get I'm giving you now is going to be valid. But if I come back in between, it's not a valid get. The, the get's not effective. Also, upaske mabra. So he comes back. He would be on time, except there was a problem. The bridge to cross the river fell down. Something happened in Philadelphia, from what I hear. There's a fire under the bridge. The bridge collapsed, and he's stuck in traffic. And he's not getting back on time anymore. So Omar Lahu, he said to people on the other side, he's like, hey, look, I'm back, I'm back. And the wife on the other side is like, mm, nah, sorry, didn't make it. <laughs> no, so Amar Shmuel, Shmuel says, Don't say, look, I'm back, look, I'm back. You did not come back. This is very common with kids. I love this. I saw it first. Yeah. I called that seat. Yeah. I call it seat two. Yeah. <laughs> we all call it seat. Yeah, I called that seat. All right, you have to be there. Yeah, first come, first serve. First one in, right? You get taken care of. Okay, Yahud Amar Lehud, somebody said this, if I don't come back in 30 days, the Havigita should be a valid get. Yeah, so he says, um, if I do not calm her down on, for 30 days, then it'll be a get. So don't say I don't come back. If I don't calm her down, they're upset at each other. Also, Faisa Faisa. See, he wanted to calm his wife down, but he could not calm her down. Amar Rabbi Yisuf Yisuf says, Let me tell you something. They are divorced. You know why his wife did not calm down? Because he didn't try hard enough. He says, "What do you mean? I tried. I didn't intend for it to be a get." Baruch Bar Leibowitz, when he came collecting in America, learned two English words. Al Tai. They asked him what it means. He said it means no. <laughs> yeah? Would I'll try? Oh. Yeah, he came collecting oh. for Yeshiva. People would say, I'll, I'll try to help you. He said he learned it means nine. You're not getting nothing, right? <laughs> Says the Gemara, how hard did he work to calm her down? Like, no, I really tried. I'll tell you what I did. I, I, I told her I'm sorry. Yeah, did you buy her jewelry? Did you take her on vacation? Did you did you uh, 
showed how sincere you are, okay? Meaning, if he would have given her, uh, if he would have taken care of her uh, in a more bakavatika fashion, he could have calmed her down. You didn't follow through on what you said you're going to do. Bottom line, you're divorced. He says, I don't understand. How much money do you want him to give her? Listen, he tried. And she's the one who didn't do it. Okay? So some say in the name of Rabbi Yosef that actually, and they're, they're both right, by the way, right? There's sometimes where it's on the husband to work harder. Comes on Rabbi Yosef, he says, you know what? And then there's sometimes where a husband did whatever he's able to do. And the Achrayis is on her. And since he said, if I don't calm her down, and we did, and we see he did whatever he's capable of doing, then the um, halacha is, they're taka, not divorced. Because he followed through on. He said he's gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna calm her down. Yeah, he did whatever it takes to calm her down. It's her who didn't get calmed down. That's her problem. But we'll say it's not the, the get is off. He did whatever he had to do. Ha commanda Omar Yesha in his Ha commanda Omar in his If she's not calmed down after he did all he could do, it's similar to a person holding that there's the machlekes whether Yesha in his or in his whether we take an inus, we take an accident into consideration, like the case of the guy who came back within 30 days and he's stuck on the other side of the river. He did whatever he could do. So if you say he did whatever he could do and therefore it, the, the get is not valid, so beseder. So then you hold yesh inus begitten, that an accident is an excuse when it comes to get. Or you say, no, an accident's not an excuse. Bottom line is you got to get the job done. Okay, so the machlekes about that, the same machlekes that we have over there will be, will, will play into the halacha over here as well when this guy does whatever it takes, to, uh, whatever's within the norms to calm his wife down and she doesn't get calmed down, the, uh, the halacha is going to be either taka not divorced. Okay, here we go, Zok the Mishnah of Eiter. is a person who lends money as hakoyin v'salevi v'sa'onim. To a Kayin, to a Levi, to an Ani, Lihi Aisma Frishaleya Michelkan. And the, the agreement is that whatever obligation he has is going to be Michelkan from their Chelek, which means like this. I say to a, a Levi, oh, you want to borrow money? Here's $10,000. I'm happy to lend it to you. My Sarishain that I owe the Levium, I'll just hold on to as a repayment. Understand? This is this is how this is how Kaihanim, Leviim, and Aniim used leverage to repay loans because they didn't have land. Think about society, right? They didn't get land in Eretz Yisrael. They were supported off of Truma, Meiser, Meiser Rishain to the Levi, and Meiser Ani. So what leverage did they have to pay back? I'm going to grow crops and I'll pay you back. You don't own real estate. So what they did was is they took an advance loan, ten grand. This year you're going to owe 20 grand in Meiser Rishayim. The first 10 grand, hold on to, that'll be my repayment to you. Sensible? Yeah, make you happy, happy what's happening here? Give out. No problem here, right? So, I, well, we'll see. Problem or no problem, but this is what happens. So he lends money to a Kayin Levi, Asani, Lahafr Shleim, Echelgan, and he's going to be repaid from their portion that, uh, that he owes to them. You're allowed to do that with the assumption that they're still alive. You don't need to be concerned that maybe the Kayan died and therefore 
he no longer has rights to this Shuma. You don't have to be concerned that maybe the Levi died, and therefore you don't have rights to this Maiserishan. Nor do you need to be concerned that maybe the poor person hit the lottery, and he's no longer poor. The halacha is going to be, any Maiser Ani that's coming to you now, you can hold on to. Assuming that whoever owes you the money is still an Ani. Assuming that the Kayin owes you money is still alive. Assuming the Levi owes you money is still alive. Mesu. Okay. What if we know that they died? So you have a Levi who borrows 10 grand. The, uh, the understanding is you're going to hold on to Maiserishan, but now the Levi dies a week later. See, he's no longer entitled to you. You can't pay a dead Levi. Maiserishan. So now what do you do? So you say like this You go to the heirs And you say You inherited the debt of your dad You're also Levium Let's continue the upmach Let's continue the agreement I'll hold on to my Sarishan That you're entitled to And this way you don't need to pay me back But if the lender uh, Took place in front of a bezin, so he lent it to a kayin, lent to, to a levi in front of bezin. You do not even need to get permission from the yarshim. Okay, why? Because the same agreement that you have with the father is inherited by the kids. The same debt is inherited by the kids. You don't need their agreement. Bezin is the one who said that they're going to be obligated to pay back. So there's there's an automatic obligation for them to pay me back. So I'll hold on to my serishan and the truma. Okay. Fascinating. This mission is very, very interesting in that it really creates a very interesting perspective on, on loans. It seems that this guy who lent money to the Kayan Levi or Ani can just hold on to it until that amount is paid back. Right? Says the Gemara, well, it seems to imply like it doesn't even have to leave his hand. There, need, there doesn't even need to be a transaction to any Kohen or Levi. For it to be considered miser, Amarav Rav says, "Be kuhuna u Okay, we're we're dealing with a um, recognizable kayan and levi. Okay, what this means is like this: in our shul, say here we have two, three regular kahan. Okay, and a few others that come sometimes. Part time, three part time, three full time kahanim, and some other part time kahanim. Okay, three kahanim you could expect to be to be at min. So, imagine our shul is living in Eretz Yisrael. We're living in Eretz Yisrael during the times of Trumas and Maestras, and Mamish giving it to the kahanim and Levim. Okay, if I'm separating Shuma. Who's that Truma going to? Generally, it's going to be Truma goes to Kaya. Generally, it's going to be one of these three Kahan. It's a part of my Kehillah. I don't mean me as a rabbi. What I mean is, like, just part of the community. These are people that I'm used to. These are people that you take care of. Right? Why would you skip over Mishpacha and look for somebody else? So Rab says, when do I say that you can hold on to a loan that you gave to a specific Kayin or Levi, that's when that specific Kayin or Levi is the usual Kayin or Levi that you give it to. There's only a, one or two in your community that you give to. So as soon as you separate it, you know it's going to Cone. You know it's going to Katz. You know it's going to Weiss. You know it's going to this cover, Ruben, uh, whoever it is. You know it's going there. 
However, if I have no specific kohanim, Rab is agreeing that if I have a random kohen that borrows money from me because I have a gemach, I cannot just hold on to money and say that kohen, unless you have an actual transaction. You give him the money, he gives it back to you. Just the fact that I separated truma does not make it a repayment unless this is like expected. You need it to go to the Kayan and then back to you. But if it's a normal, regular Kayan, then once I separate it, it's as if it went to the Kayan because he always gets my truma anyway. That's what Rav, that's Rav's Chiddush. Shmuel Amr Shmuel says, What you do is you're mezakah them to somebody else. Even if you don't mamash hand it to the Kayan or Levi, somebody else, so somebody else takes ownership for the Kayan and Levi and they give it right back to the guy. Ulam Rula says, How money? Who's done it from Mishra? Damar Asu and and taka chiddush over here that normally somebody who does not acquire the truma or miser in this way over here we do allow that to happen. Okay, why? Because again, this is how kahanim and levim used leverage. Kulu karav layamri. The other opinions not agree with Rav, who says we're dealing with specific kahanim and levim because b'makare like a tani. If we're dealing with specific levim, then we should have said that like a tani. Doesn't say you you know the guy. And therefore, eh, to say that the Mishnah, which says you can hold on to it like as if it's a general statement, and it's taka only true because you know one or two kahanim, that can't be the case. You, that's like ikar chasim and asif, right? If the case is only a specific kahin, the Mishnah should have said it. So they don't like Rav's approach. Kishmol like Amri, the other opinions don't agree with Shmuel, but Mazaka like Atani, because it doesn't say that you gave over ownership. And We don't follow the Das Yochid. Okay, we don't follow the das yachid, the shitas, Rabbi Yaisi. Here we go. Tana Rabban of the rabbis learn so shui. Amal the moi says a coin, vessel, vessel, any person lends money to coin, lady, or poor person, he has mattress, lay in the chalkum. To separate and then hold on to the repayment. Mattress, lay in the chazga, shinkayom, you can separate it. Assuming that they're still alive, and how much value goes, are you allowed to separate? Kisharazel, you have to use. The uh, the uh, we'll call it the Walmart price, okay? Call it the Walmart price. Now, maybe Walmart price. See, different stores sell for different for different amounts, right? So you go the cheaper price. You set aside your produce that's set aside for Truma. How much value do you now take? Whatever Walmart will sell it for, okay? And there's no issue of ribis when you set it at the lower value. And also, Shmita is not going to remove the loan. Okay, so if you lend the money to a Kayim before Shmita and you say the repayment is just going to be from my Truma, you could keep collecting from that even during Shmita. That's a fascinating. Chiddush uh, over here, right? Normally, most loans fall off during Shemitah. If my understanding with the Kayan, however, is not that he's actually going to give me money, but it's that I'm just going to withhold his truma until he's paid back, that type of loan, Shemitah does not knock off. I could keep t- does not knock off. Knock off. But it can't be actual Shemitah produce, right? What? You can't, you can't trade an actual Shemitah produce. I mean, you can't trade an actual You can't sell it. Right, you can't eat it's, not, it's not a sale. It's not a sale. We'll see what the case is. Okay. We'll see what the case is. You're asking good. I think what Rabbi is asking is, 
during Shemitah you don't own any produce anyway. So there's no chiyuv. There's, there's no chiyuv trumas amaisus. Very good. So which trumas amaisus you're holding on to? It's not yours. And you can't trade. Beautiful. Also. Okay. Very good. Very good. Shemitah is not going to knock off the uh, knock off the loan. Okay. The Gemara is going to. I'll tell you. Give you a little sneak peek. The Gemara is going to say what we're meaning is even after the Shemitah year. Shemitah doesn't knock it off. Okay, so once I get to the eighth year, I could I could restart the payments. Normally, Shemitah will will end everything. The imba the are in and nobody can cancel this. We'll see who who can't. If the owner has given up hope, he's not allowed to set, uh, um, set aside anymore. You can't separate uh, miser. Against things that are over, things that are lost. Okay. What this means like this: Yish cause you to lose ownership. See, here's what somebody might want to do: lend money to a kain, ten G's. Kain makes the first few payments, stops paying. Rabbi Kayin, no, pay up. I don't have. The guy's like, there's no way I'm collecting from this. There's no way to get money from it. The guy in bankruptcy. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll withhold truma. See, what you're doing now is you're stealing truma from Sheva Kahuna. That wasn't your original agreement. The only reason why you're doing that is because you gave up on collecting a loan from a Kayin. When you give up on collecting a loan from a Kayin, you had years, now you can't start doing this. You can't start withholding truma. You could do it when this is the original agreement. Yeah. Okay. So let's go through each of this. Amar Mar the Tana taught us Paisikimam Kisharas all you take the lower price. Pshita. This is obvious. Hakamash Malon, the Khirish is Apapishlay Pasak, even though you didn't stipulate that. Kamisha Pasak Dami. It's as if it's as if that was the uh understanding. Okay? Which means that you know, you collect produce and now it goes down in value. It's worth less. Okay, so it's only considered like the current lower value, whatever it'll sell for in, at a at a cheaper price. It's not considered like you're over, you're over, uh, you're you're over reimbursing yourself. ribis, no ribis. My time. What's the reason why there's no ribis over here? Kivan dechi lesle Since if they wouldn't have made a, stipul- a stipulation la we would not have given it to him. Now that he has it, there's uh, there's no claim of of uh, ribis. Okay. Now there's a lot of tire on this that gets into the um, heter iska, where now that they agreed that you're going to withhold it, so it's more like a sale. You're kind of like laying out money for a sale as opposed to being a loan, and that's that's the idea. Why we're not so concerned about ribis. It's not considered. Pressing your friend to collect from him, you're not allowed to ask your friend, but you're holding all you're doing is withhold is holding on to the truma. The in if he wants to back out, you can't. The lender cannot cancel the agreement with the kain because he can't say, you know, oh, I thought I was going to be able to withhold the truma, but you know what? I have I could prefer a different kain to give it to, so instead you have to pay me back. Instead you have to pay me back because you can't do that. 
Uh, if the Kayan wants to pay back a different way, then he's allowed to do so. Yeah, we'll call this uh, to prepay, uh, prepay your debt, a prepayment penalty on a mortgage. Yeah. Right? What's it, it's called a prepayment penalty. You want to pay it off earlier. Usually, usually, there's no penalty. Yeah, usually no penalty. That's, that's what we're saying here. This guy made an arrangement with a Kayan. I'm lending you $10,000. How, how are you going to be paid back? Well, you're my usual Kayan, so I'll just withhold Shuma. Say it. Three months later, the Kayan could say, listen, I came across money. Here's the, here's the rest. In the future, I want all your Shuma. The Kayan could prepay and, and then collect Shuma. But the Balabas, the lender, cannot change the circumstances for the Kayan. Oh, he can't. He cannot. He, can't, he cannot he say can't to the Kayan. Oh, now that I don't owe you, I'm going to give him... Uh, no, he could do that. He could do that. But what we're saying is that... He can't come to the Kai in the middle of the loan and say, you know, I, you used to be my favorite Kayan, so all the truma I'm just going to withhold is considered a payment. I, I have a new favorite Kayan, so I'm going to be giving the, the, the truma to him, and now you've got to give me cash. Oh. That you can't do. Okay. The Balabas can't change, but the Kayan is a lot of prepay. He could change the circumstance as long as he actually pays back the loan. The Tanah, we learned in the because we learned the mission, Asalaim gives him money by Mashach and Menu but there's no pay raise from it. Yachol, Laksar, Bai. He could, he could, he's allowed to back out from that agreement. This Yahshua, by the way, if the owner abandoned it, and in Ein Mafrishalayim, you're not allowed to separate Lafisha, Ein Mafrishna love, you're not allowed to separate for uh, giving up produce. Pshita, of course, of course, give me Mafrish, giving up produce. Once a person has Yush from collecting a loan, guess what? There's no loan anymore. That's so why do you got to say that? You can't, oh, now that you gave up, you can't collect Truman Meiser against the loan. I know. Pshita. Says, well, no, it's a Chiddush. The case is, the Akun, you actually have produce that already grew. Mahutim, I would have to say, Akanta Milsahi, that the fact that there's growth is a proof that there could be further growth. Mamashi, biggest side in life. We think we're dried up and there's nothing else to steigen. Says the Gemara, Nishtazai. The fact that we ever grew is a raya. There's growth ability. That's it. As soon as there's growth somewhere, that means it's in there. There's always growth. Never done. And therefore, I would say that the fact that the owner gave up hope is a mishuga giving up hope. It's a, it's a meaningless giving up hope. You'd be like, I gave up hope. There's not growing any more produce. There's no more truma. Meshuggah. This thing ever grew. Yeah? Never give up hope on a field that, that it has ever produced. If something's ever produced, it has the ability to keep producing. That's it. And therefore, the fact that the, kai, that, that the lender gave up doesn't change the circumstances. Kamash All right? Doesn't change... Therefore, it's letting me know that if the owner does is miayish, if the owner is miayish, then he's giving up his right. I would have thought otherwise. I would have thought that once there's growth, there's growth. There's no such thing as despair. Because that's lemaisa. This is the truth. Kamash Malan, Teretz is, no, no, no. Even though that's a true fact, since the lender himself gave up on himself and gave up on ever receiving true advices, so you despaired on the loan. There's no chiv. That's it. The kayan's off the hook. You gave up. I. the fact of the matter is, this thing has grown. Peseder. You know what? Taking our own personal lives. Right? There's always a person, any person who's ever developed can keep developing. But if, once you give up on yourself, forget it. 
Yeah, that's the MS. Right? We're only going to steig if, if we believe that we can steig. And if I'm, if I'm going to be Miyayish, if I'm going to abandon that idea, okay, so that's all me. I abandon that idea. Time to learn to the Bryce, Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov says, Hamal ben Moises, a kind of slave, bevezin a person lends money to a kind of lady in Bezin, Umesu, and the kind of lady dies after Shalayim, so you could, then you now separate the Truma and Miser for the Shevet, meaning for every Kayan and every Levi. Uh, and also for the Ani in Bezdin. I separate for the Ani as well. Um, let's say the Ani dies. So we separate on behalf of all the Ani in Yisrael. So then, mafresh alav becheskas ani Yisrael. You separate them as chazak of ani Yisrael. Vachi yomer vachi says becheskas ani oylam. You could separate the money on behalf of ani oylam, poor people in the world. My benayu. What's the difference between these two opinions of ani Yisrael or ani oylam? Top of lamedam beis. Ikbenayu. Difference going to be ani kusiim, the aniim of kusiim. Okay, so you have a, a kusi. Who's poor is not considered under the realms of of uh, Yidin, so they can't take Maeser Ani. However, the, um, the person who has Ani Ailam will include the Aniim, the poor people who are Kusiyim. Ha'oshir, Hashir, Ha'ani. What happens if the poor person who you lend money to and agreed that instead of him paying back, you'll withhold your Poor tithe now hits the jackpot. The poor tithe, the miser ani, right? You lend this guy ten thousand. You say instead of paying me back, I'll withhold miser ani, up to ten thousand, and then the ani becomes wealthy. Now here's the problem. The problem is the ani. Your agreement was the ani shouldn't actually pay you. You you told him don't don't pay me. I'm just going to withhold. But the problem is, you, th- this ani is no longer capable of receiving. You can't just withhold. He, he, the money can't go to him in the first place anymore. So, ain mafresh alav. You obviously cannot be mafresh the miser ani for him. And, get ready for this. He doesn't need to pay back. My agreement was, I, I don't pay you. You could just take miser ani. Okay. That was the agreement. So you can't take money from me now. I, I told you. I'm not paying you. And now I'm not worthy of, be, of, take, of receiving my Sirani. Okay, it's not my problem. I hit the jackpot. So how can you get around? Huh? So how right, now, right now, there's no longer a debt. Right now, as long as that. Okay? You're not allowed to separate my Sirani like that. You can't do it. V'rabbonon, the Rabbonon say, Maishna la Misa da avut takanta. What's the difference in Misa where there is takanta? Maishna la shiris loy avut takanta. Rabiel's question. He says, listen, when the Ani dies, when the poor guy dies, so we say, go to the children and say, I'm withholding your Maishna Ani in place of your dad. We got to find a way to pull this off if he becomes wealthy, right? We got to find a way for the lender to get back. Why taka? Is there a difference? So Gemara says, I'll tell you why. This is very interesting. It's very fascinating psychology. Misa shechicha. Everybody dies. Okay? 
since everybody dies, lenders, when poor people can't afford to pay back, won't lend money if they know that they have no other way to get it back. The withholding of Miser Ani basically is a security deposit. It's a security deposit. Security. I'm, listen, I know you have no Hatzlacha in finances. So I'll tell you what. Normally I wouldn't give you $10,000. But I always have the security. I could do withhold Miser Ani. Beseder, I'll do that. The Chacham allow it because otherwise people won't be as forthcoming with their loans. They know people die. That's what happens. All of us. At some point, we're not here anymore. Says the Gemara, but Ashiro to hit the jackpot? You can buy a lot of lottery tickets if you want, but it's It's not. It doesn't happen to everybody. And therefore, it's not like people are going to withhold lending to poor because they might hit the jackpot and therefore I'll lose out. People will take that small risk. Lenders who are wealthy enough to lend money will be like, all right, I'll withhold the money. I'll withhold the Maiserani. Ah, if he becomes rich and hits the jackpot, <coughs> nobody's paying back. All right, well, fine. I, that, I'll, I'll take the risk. I, I'm here to help the yid. Now, Misa, you, you, you're not going to be so quick to say, I'm here to help a yid when everybody dies. But over here, l- much lower risk. You're doing a chesed. People will be more, will, will continue to lend. And Amrinchi, Chavroch, Miss, Asher. If uh, you hear your friend died, it's true. It's Asher, lied to Asher. If you hear that he, that he hit the jackpot, don't believe it. Okay. Okay. Don't believe a lot of things, right? Don't believe a lot of things. <laughs> There's a whole thing out there. But noticing the difference between old money and new money. Old money. I find this in my chaverim. All my, my friends in yeshiva it's, it's, it's fascinating how The ones who came from real money Were not fancy guys right? They wore nice things The things were crisp They, they weren't covered in logos And the most They didn't need that It was like the chaver They were like just on the brink of like middle income They had the newest $700 shoes Fancy watches Like you have to project yourself like you're know, Grace uh, Grace Usher. You know, the guys who are Usher, they're like they don't need to project anything. <laughs> I'm, whatever, I'm wealthy. Like you know. It, it's a, that's how it is, right? It's those who are giving off. Usually those that they don't have any money because they're busy spending it. That's that's uh, okay. As a as a general statement, I'm sure there's exceptions to uh, to each of this. If the borrower died, so then we said the lender should go to his heirs and tell them, this is what I'm going to do now. And ask them permission. I'm going to withhold my sir, Ani. It has to be in heirs that inherit. Says the Gemara, what does that mean? They're not heirs if they don't inherit. Rather, Bechelen says, It has to be heirs that inherited real estate, that inherited Land with a lien, not just heirs that received money, that received things that are, are moving around and there's no lien on them. 
Rabbi Yonason says, If let's say you have the borrower who's an Ani left land the size of a machat, the size of a needle. Okay. How much is that land worth? Nothing. What are you going to do with the land the size of a needle? Okay. So then the lender can collect land for however, val- however much value that is. Could be nothing. If he left it the size of an axe, larger, however much the land is worth, that's what you could collect. You can take payment for Malai Kardai Muchamaisa de Katina Dabai, and this is the story of Katina de Katina Dabai, the field of Abaye. Okay, now what's the story with the field of Abaye? So thank you, Hashem, for Rashi. Let's look in Rashi. Uh, we'll learn it together inside. About 15th thin line down on the Umbud, you'll see Kihahu Maisa de Katina da Abaye. Okay, you see that Rashi? This is an interesting case. Let's just read the Sutra Shur Rashi. There was a person who borrowed a hundred zuz, he died, and he left behind the field worth half of his borrowed. So let's just put it into our terms, yeah? A guy borrows a thousand dollars, dies, he leaves behind real estate worth five hundred dollars. Yeah, so he owes a thousand, dies, his real estate is 500. So the, the lender came and collected 500. Now, ready? That 500 is how, what percentage of the payment? Half, 50%. So he now collected 50% of the payment. He still owed 500. Where's he getting it from? There's no more land. Listen to what happened. There's beauty. Asu Yasme, the orphans came and they said, Oh, our father's land is very sentimental to us. Please, just give it back. We'll pay you for the value. We'll give you $500 for the land. So they paid $500 and they took it. He went and took it again. They still owe me $500. And now they have land worth $500. So he's collecting the same land twice. And he's ending up with a thousand dollars in payment. Again, he took the land with five hundred. Yicha. They paid him. He now has five hundred cash to buy it back. He goes back to them. He's like, "Now you own land again. I'm taking the land." So he ends up with five hundred bucks cash plus the land. Give out. He's paid up. Yeah, everything's taken care of. Who says he could do that? I mean, so who says you could? Good. So that's why we say that buy. This machlokes like a morning service. Abayi says the land that you took is a good seizure. You could take it, it's, uh, it's, it's mamish years. Okay? So, um, uh, so that's, that's why the Gemara is saying we're dealing with, uh, we're dealing with Katina Dabai. Who Maisa, this story of, of Katina Dabai. Okay, beautiful. Tana Rabban, the rabbis learned, and that's why they're rabbis. Yisrael Shammah the Levi. Yisrael says, Maisa Yeshli Biyadcha. I have Maisa Rishon in my hand. So I, I have Maisa Rishon, yeah? So I say to the Levi Azoi, I say, listen, Levi, I owe 500 bucks in my Sarishoin. 
Yeah, and it's yours. In chayshon the chumas meiser sheboi. When a chayshon the chumas meiser, that's inside of it. The chuma that the levi needs to give. Core meiser yeshli biyadi. He says I have a core meiser in my hand. So then chayshon the chumas meiser. But we are chayshes for chumas meiser. We're going to have to move along. We'll take one more minute. We'll see how far we get. My kamar. What does the brisa teach me? I'm rabbi. By the this is the meaning of the brisa. Yisrael shamer levi. If you have a regular Yisrael that says to levi meiser yeshli biyadcha, there's meiser rishon of yours that is that I have right now. The halach. And instead of me giving you the actual produce of my serishan, let me tell you something. That produce is worth $500. I'll give you cash. I'll hold on to the money. I'll, I'll hold on to the produce. I'll hold on to the my serishan. I'll give you the money instead. And the lady says, give out the Seder. Again, as we started out with today, how did Kahanim and Levium use Truma and Meiser as leverage? As leverage. They didn't have real estate. So this is how they evolved themselves in business. You lend money to a lady. And the lady would just say, okay, withhold my serishan. Instead of me paying you back, you, you give produce, just withhold my up until the value, right? This is how they, they, would, they would leverage themselves. So, we're not concerned that maybe the levy is going to make chumas meiser in another place because he's not sure exactly how much. Allah the meiser is that you're allowed to eat the chumas, the, the meiserishan. Again, the issue over here is going to be, if you don't give the actual produce to the lady, and instead you give him cash, the lady himself has to separate from his meiser, trumas meiser, to the kayan, in order for him to be allowed to eat the meiser. So how do I know he did that? If I gave him cash instead of produce, I know he fulfilled his, his end of the deal. Terence says, don't worry. Zuck the price, we're not concerned about that. The one who bought the produce from the lady could assume everything's kosher v'yosher. We're good, it's got an OU, taken care of. But if he says to the Levi, there's a core of my Serishain that I have in my possession. And here's the money. We're concerned maybe the Levi made Shumas Meiser in another place because maybe, in other words, we have to be concerned that this core itself might be the Shumas Meiser. And therefore, when I buy it from the Levi, I'm not allowed to eat it because there could be Shumas Meiser. It could belong to the Kayin. Why would he do that? Are we dealing with wicked people? You just took the money from the Levi. And now you take money from the Levi. He's going to mess up the guy who bought it from him. Ah, we think that Yidin aren't good people. Chas v'shalom. Yeah, we don't focus on the negative. You always focus on the positive. Of course he did that. So you're really concerned that. Zal Levi, Choshev Levi, Tyra leader. Yeah, he's got to do Elam or Meshash Yabed Ravidi, and this will be our last step for today. Meshash Yabed Ravidi says, Oh, come on, this is what the Bryson means. You saw Shamal the Ben Levi. You have a Yid who says to a Levi, Meiser la Avidcha biyotri. I have a Meiser for your father in my hand. Hey, Lichdomov, take the money instead. I want to buy it from you. Why? Because I owed it to your dad. I owed it to your old man. Your old man, your old man passed away. So instead of giving it to him, I'm going to give it to you, but I want, I'm going to buy it from you. We're not concerned that maybe the father made Shumas Meiser in another place. We're not dealing with the Russia. <coughs> Over here, we're dealing with somebody who died. So we're just unsure. But if he says, here's the core of Meiser Rishon, and here, take the money, then because again, the father over here, we're not dealing with, we're not dealing with uh, Rishayim. Okay, we'll hope to hear for today, best friend. We'll pick up from Bechinechshdu. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. A gooden almost Erev Shabbos. Tomorrow morning, 9.15 a.m. 9.15 a.m. Zagibenched.